everyone, and welcome back to Fuck Tyler <laughs> and your shitty use of your computer. <laughs> I deleted the introduction, so we have to record it again. Yeah, we're recording this after the 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 second part of the podcast that you'll hear in a second. But welcome back to a severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler, and you're listening to Sound Audits. Welcome back to part two out of two. Where we talked about the new 21 Pilots album, Trench. Boy, are we excited to be here today, aren't we, Tyler? Yeah, we are. We are not excited to record this intro twice, though. (laughs) So, excuse my enthusiasm. (laughs) I mean, is there much else to say other than that? I don't know, but you know what I was thinking? What? What would happen if you microwave gum? Where the fuck did that come from? I don't know. Would it get really gooey or would it bubble? What? We'll get back to you on that. Welcome to the second side, part two. Side B. Side B. Side B part. So last time we recorded this, we kind of caught them up to where we were. And the reason we did that is because we jumped around in the track listing a little bit because we recorded the ninth track right after we recorded the first track because you decided you wanted to do it in a weird order, right? Right. 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 So that's where we're at. We recorded like eight of them last time, and now we're only recording six, but that's okay. Well, that does make 14. Yeah, it does. I had to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and talk about the hype, so take a listen. start on this i'm just gonna let you take it because i talked way more than you yeah i know but you know what i think that's fine because i usually talk way more (laughs) you're making up for lost time on the last two the hype the hype is track number eight and i still have no fucking clue what it's about if you haven't realized already 21 pilots obscures their meanings behind so many different metaphors that you have to listen through each track, like, seven times at least to figure out, like, half of the metaphor. And then there's another seven times to figure out another quarter of it. And I just... This one was way too much to ha- wrap my head around. Really? You have, yeah. This was way harder than Blurry Face did a code. So, in this song, he's talking about 
sitting in his basement and creating this music while everything else is going on around him and uh, he can't believe all of the talk that's going on about his album while they're not releasing it, anything and they're not doing anything but people are still talking about them and he doesn't understand why that is literally what the song is about okay well that makes sense it's not very complicated and it's sense. it's uh it's I, it's not a it's not a very it's not a very um I don't want to say it's not a deep song but it's not a deep song so <laughs> okay I mean fair enough I mean instrumental is cool though it's, it's only three chords I think I think it's the poppiest song not poppiest well maybe no it's like it's like the it lightest. reminded me of like a foster the people song it's the lightest song on the album it's not I wouldn't say it's the lightest what's lighter well okay what define light for me maybe I'm reading it wrong poppy like high upbeat. upbeat okay so not light in terms of like sparse instrumentals no okay yeah I agree with that like okay. the, the yeah I would agree. I would agree. They're That's why I didn't want to say Poppy, but I think the form of Nico and the Niners makes it the poppiest song on the album. It's got a catchy chorus. It's got verses. It's got a bridge. Like it's all. It's all just in that order. Yeah. So I know what you're saying. Well, but that the, was that was um. I mean, wait. There's more we have to talk about, though. I just realized that we didn't listen to the song beforehand, though. It's a big rip. Yeah, that is a big rip. That is a big rip. Yeah, because now I have to remind myself from my head what the fucking thing sounds like. By the way, if you hear Ian say Big Rip, he's not talking about taking his hit from so. his electronic cigarette. He is talking about smoking the big-ass bong he's holding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smoking a fat doobie. That's what I'm doing. Fat doobie. <laughs> not at all. He, he just means rest in pieces. Ugh. <sighs> Did we first get that from, from what's that? that my was night, a, yeah. Back yeah, in that's the day. I thought. We don't need to get into that. Yeah. Don't Google my night. I never finished night. season two. Don't Google my night. <laughs> yeah. Don't. You're going to think we're fucking nerds, which don't. we are. Back in the but day. But that's okay. Yeah, that was back in the day. Anyway, though, the hype is like this futuristic sounding thing. It's It has lots of synths. It is really, really reminiscent of the 80s and 90s. Like a lot of other tracks on this album. But the th thing about this is, even though this is an underlying theme of the album, that it goes really well with it. And it doesn't take away from it, like some of the other themes that we've talked about on previous podcasts, where the theme kind of either is like an uplifter, or it shoves the piece down even more than it already was. Like, the 80s influence, it, it's there, and it works. That's the thing with this album. And this is really... This song is so catchy. Like, I'd say this is, like, the second catchiest song on the album next to Chlorine. Would you, would you agree with that? I'd say Nico and the Niners is catchier. Oh, okay. But I, I think that... I think the hype's catchier. I think that one thing 21 Pilots does compared to other bands is that they... I'm sure that they write a lot of songs... And they only put their very best on the album. Or what they will do often is they will take 
songs that they have previously written, like when Tyler was in high school, and he'll just yeah. integrate that into songs later on to make it an even better song than what it already was. Yeah, and we've seen that. We've seen that a bunch of times. So basically, that's kind of assuring you that you're not going to get Wait, do you have what the, they believe is a bad song on the Where's album. your CD? <laughs> Friends share their CDs. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, 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 because all of this, this whole album was written by Tyler Joseph, right? But you read this whole entire thing, right? Yeah. But I, I don't know how many of you out there know who Mute Meth is, but remember we saw them live too? They were pretty awesome live. That was back when DK was still the drummer. They were awesome. But uh, it says in the pamphlet here that he wrote like half of the songs by himself. And then the rest was... I'm guessing that a lot of the 80s-inspired uh, stuff that he got was from this guy because the Mute Math lead singer, Paul Miani, um, helped produce this album. He did, and but he I'm, didn't write any no, of the songs. I, I'm Yeah, no. But I'm sure a lot of the 80s influence that they're seeing is coming from this guy. Tyler Joseph has five or more producers on, yeah. on Blurry Face, and half of them are, like, roadies. Because they recorded the majority of the album on their tour bus. So a whole bunch of the names are people that set up the lights <laughs> and, and, and that type of stuff. I, yeah, so I understand that. that made suggestions and they get their name in the album, but it wasn't Yeah. You know. Tyler Joseph, this is his this is his brainchild, you know. Yeah, I know. I get that. I'm just saying, like that the hype is like one of the best instances of where you hear that like really, really reminiscent vibe. And I'm just saying that Palmiani probably had some partook in, like, fuck, what was I going to say? I don't know, but there is a ukulele in this entire song, and it's very loud. That's true. It's very nice. For those of you who don't know the history of 21 Pilots, they <laughs> some people have uh, jokingly labeled them, or lovingly labeled them, uh... What do, they, what do they call it? Electronic ukulele screamo? Is that what they call it? I that Because, like, the, 20, 21 Pilots genre hops a lot, and there are some people that really dislike that about them because they think it completely destroys any continuity, and then there are other people who really like that because it's just such a shift from the norm, which it is. It's really nice. But one thing that they do is ukulele screamo. Who the fuck does that? I don't know, but I I have seen T-shirts of the little the little characters that like uh, that fans make, and it's it's Tyler playing the yeah like cheese like, or something yeah, like. and he's and he's played his ukulele, and then the caption is like is like it's called ukulele, and it's punk, yeah, <laughs> and it's him playing punk as fuck, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So anyway, that was the hype. It's a good song. Go listen to it. You'll have it stuck in your head for days.
about this tr well you know what wow i'm gonna go off on a limb and say that this is the song that reminds me most of blurry face and the fact that it's actually legit like reggae inspired that is like true they did last time that is true it's Those very piano reggae. chords and that organ that they have it's all reggae yep but go the ahead meaning the meaning is not reggae go ahead lay it on me because the lyrics are so sparse in this song that it's difficult to pull anything from them bring me to the chorus Please and thank you. Uh, read, no, read those I up am for me. bruised. Face of contusions. No, I'll keep moving. But I am bruised. Face of contusions. Okay. Pressed around the rim. Drink it anyway. I cut my lip. Is it what I want? Blood is on my tongue. I cut my lip. All right. So let's go ahead and think about someone in history. Oh Jesus Maybe Christ. a biblical figure, perhaps. Maybe the most important biblical figure. No Maybe way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> go ahead. No way. Go ahead and read those lyrics again, would you? Because that's what he's talking about. He's not he's No I am bruised, face of contusions, no I'll keep moving. No I'll keep moving. Wow. <laughs> Is it your mind blown? <laughs> Pressed around the rim. Drink it anyway. I cut. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus Christ is Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. This oh my song God. is about none other. I don't know if he's. Okay. I don't think he's talking directly about um, about Jesus. I think it's a metaphor, and he's. I I think I think this is still about Tyler, and this is still about Tyler in Dima. But it's just it's just a metaphor to he's going. Th I don't want to say he's going through the same thing because he's not, but he's. That he's going to do the same thing. You know? <laughs> Don't want to say that, but I'm going to say it anyway. That's your favorite thing to do, isn't it? Contradict myself. <laughs> yes. It's not this, but it's this. It's not this, but it is. God, it is. So he's legit comparing... Well, it, is he using it to, like, exp explain something else? Or what? Can you, can you give me a I picture? I think that he's, he's saying that... In the same way, he's just. <clears throat> even though it's all happening, he's still go he's still moving forward. He's still going forward. He's still staying alive, which is pretty much the whole, whole point of this entire album. Yeah. Okay. Um. Maybe the song's about Jesus Christ. I don't know, man. But he is. That is. That is what the chorus is about. Jesus he's using arrived in Dima. It's the second coming. Oh my God! <laughs> Again. Not even Earth this time. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Bummer. What shells there for that? Go ahead. I cut you off. Go ahead. No, I mean that's that's. Let me hold on. You talk about something while I look through my notes. See if I had any. Okay. Yeah. 
well, again, like I said, this is reggae inspired. And it's good. That's all I have to say about it. It's, it's got some. It's got some really, really thick instrument. Like it's thick. It's got layers. It's like an onion. It's like Shrek. You peel away the layers. Okay. You know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read what I had written in my notes. Go ahead. Um. Basically, is that Tyler again referring back to the vultures and everything? Tyler's. T- Tyler has realized, and it's very apparent on this album that he's realized. He's going to die. Everybody's going to die. And that's that's a big pill to swallow. So what he's saying is that by drinking from by drinking from the cup, he knows that he know he's re- accepting and realizing that he's going to die, but he's going to Oh, going that's to even better. So anyway, and he's going to keep keep moving forward even though So it's not like it's a metaphor f- for he is Jesus. He's partaking in Jesus. Correct. Gotcha. Makes sense. I partake in Jesus as well, very frequently. <laughs> Why does that crack me up? <laughs> I don't know. I laugh at my own. We laugh at our own jokes here over on this podcast, over on Sound Audits. Yes, we do. And we, we should add a part to that intro. We make fun Welcome of- back to a severe case of indecision, our completely biased opinions. With your favorite Catholics, Tyler and Ian. <laughs> I'm just You're kidding. I just pretend I can't stand the Catholicism thing. It drives me crazy. Yeah, no, I don't go either. Anymore. No, I'm confirmed <laughs> Catholic, but never again. Not going back. Yeah, there were they. They had a couple of things that went on that I was like, eh, yeah. ah, I'm good. After the priest touched me, Ian's like, <laughs> Tyler, we can't keep doing this. We're not going back. Should we leave that in? That's a little controversial. Hell yeah, we'll leave okay. that in. Sick. Hey, if you're Catholic, don't go near the priest. Don't, just don't <laughs> keep going at all. <laughs> this is so messed up. Be a Christian, That's but do okay. it. Do it from your house. You'll be safer. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little. Oh, okay. Okay, it's gotten to the point where even God hates Catholicism. Is that bad? <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're really not. Wait, well, but how would you know? But you're not wrong. I know. I Again, partake, partake in Jesus frequently. Sorry. Anyway, anyway, this song is really, it's got some really, really thick organs. It's got a really nice piano. The vocals are layered in a way. It just, the production on this song all comes together and it's incredible. I think the thing about it is it... <laughs> <laughs> I blew a bubble and I just see the this little spike on the on our radar here. Continue. I don't even fucking remember where I was. The uh, first time we listened to this song, we did not like it. We weren't like the biggest fans. I was not a big. When we listened, I remember the first time we listened to it. We liked all we of pirated the songs, it. and you said you said, and you were like. Actually, no, I didn't pirate I think, it. This guy pirated it. Yeah, I stole it. Okay, go ahead. But he basically... We bought that, it, don't worry. We are, we still bought yeah, it. Yeah, I bought it on vinyl. I have it on CD. I didn't buy it on digital. No, you won it on vinyl. That is correct. But I still had to buy the code. Oh, right, yeah. Because I wanted it on my phone. <laughs> go ahead. You were saying that at first we didn't like this song. The first time we pirated it. Yeah, we didn't like it. It's pretty much as but simple as that. But then you learn the meaning and it grows on you. And now the last time you listen to it, you'll be thinking of oh. Jesus Christ the whole time. You'll have a good sip of wine. It'll be a good time. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. 
I think a thing about this track that could have the one thing is it doesn't move. That's true. It stays in one spot the entire time. It just, even like the core, the chorus is this big epic wall of sound that hits you like a fucking truck. But it's still it like the way that the beat and the piano that complements the beat, the way that it's structured, and the way that the vocals are very very long and slow and drawn out. The way that all of that comes together, it just doesn't move correctly. Yeah. Kind of feels like you're sitting on a tortoise and it's moving two miles an hour. It's still cool. Like, it's a cool song. And I really, really like the sounds and everything. What? Nothing. Continue. I just like your tourist metaphor. Am I wrong, though? I don't know if I'd agree, because I, I really enjoy it. I don't think it's slow. I just think it can move a little quicker. Not say, not, I'm not even saying, like, maybe they can just pick up the BPM a little bit. I don't, I don't know. I don't think it needs to, though. Okay. I think it's fine. You think it's fine? Okay. I I think... I think it just could move a, a, a little bit more of, I don't know. I think it could move a little more. Well, that That's is it. track number 10. Cut my lip. It's still a good song. Don't get me wrong. It's still a great song. Pressed around the rim. Drink it anyway. I cut my lip. Is it what I want? before we start because you move around so much well this chair isn't necessarily the most comfortable object you freaking bring your own chair I don't want to bring my own chair sit on the bed back there no because this is a studio and we have a bed to lay on and think about Mm -hmm. it's where we take our notes and get massages yeah it's where we cuddle at night it's too far too far (laughs) All right, so we're going to go ahead 11. and talk about number 11, which is called... We're on 11! Banditos. Bandito. Banditos. Ever, th- th- that's what they named their tour, though. And that's the Bandito technically, tour. Yeah, that's technically what the clique is now calling themselves, right? They call they Banditos. call their fan base the Skeleton and Click. That's what it's called because a lot of their themes are about death anyway. And that was back when they were an emo band, but now we're called Banditos. Because we're a Mexican band. <laughs> 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 We've evolved that much. Uh, oh. Bandito is the new Despacito. That's what I always say. It's not nearly that catchy though. Number eleven. This is a mellow song. This is a. This is this is a. a much. It's really really. It's one of the. Turn your fucking phone off. You just snoozed it, so it keeps ringing. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Coldplay sent me a message. Hold on, priorities. 
You can keep talking, but I need to see what Coldplay wants. They texted me directly. Oh, from... Yeah, okay. Are there... I, I can't even find... It's tour not dates? loading. Tour dates? No, no tour, tour dates. dates. Oh. Not like we could afford... Well, maybe you could... I can't afford it. That's true. I'd spend all my money on banditos. Uh. Rip. Okay, Big hit. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us what this song was about. Tyler. Well, this song is about Tyler and his group of individuals, which he likes to call the banditos. And uh, um, let me just go ahead and go into the lyrics for a second. What he says okay. in one of the lyrics is, like neon inside the glass that for my brain. And then he continues on. And can you, is there any way you can pull up the lyrics? Yeah. And he goes, and recently discovered it's a heatless fire, like nicknames that give themselves to uninspire. Have and we what figured out what the fire is yet? I would have to album? look at it. I'm not sure. Okay. No. But I, I um It's something significant. Yeah, I was when I when I saw that I didn't understand it the first time and then once I it clicked in my head with the lights inside of Dima uh that that the bishops create, then this line now makes sense. Like neon inside the glass that formed my brain, it's Again, is that bishops. sort of also a, uh, an allusion to neon gravestones too? No. Is that no? No. It has nothing to do with neon gravestones. No. When I heard the word neon, I was like, it has something to do with the meaning behind neon it. Neon gravestones just means that it's a that the name of that is just it's a flashy way. It's a it's a flashy thing yeah. that catches your eye. That's and it's kind of a screwed up way of talking about suicide, but that's, that's what you it is. You know what? It's, it is what it is. So. Like neon inside the glass that form my brain. He's saying that the bishops are now taking over his brain. Yeah. Um, we talk about the lyric real quick where he says, This is the sound we make when in between two places where we used to bleed and be, where we used to bleed and where our blood needs to be. Did you have anything on that? Can I see it? Uh, I don't know right there. Where in between two places where we used to bleed and where our blood needs to be. I think he's just saying that he needs to get out. It's not all that saying? I don't know. I saw some fan art and I feel like he could be making a reference to Blurry Face because of it. Gotcha. Because he's saying where we used to bleed. Mm -hmm. He could be talking about transition of eras here. Right. I don't yeah, know. It could be true. I think that's pretty cool though. I thought that was, I I saw I saw some fan art and it was like it was really really deep because it was the it was, it was Tyler Joseph stuck between trench and blurry face. I don't know what it could mean, but I don't know. That's just a little tip. The other thing he says towards the end of the song, I believe, is either way it helps to hear these words bounce off of you. The softest echo is enough to help me make it through. And again, what he's saying there is that as he's creating music, um hearing the response he gets is tremendous help for his mental health and and staying alive and he relies on the feedback and he relies on the reviews and he relies on the critiques and everything and it helps him it helps him keep going but more importantly when he's in concert and everybody's singing his songs back to him the slightest echo could help him make it through but he's getting this huge booming sound of all of these Hundreds of thousands of people singing his songs back to him. That's a tremendous I can't help on that. his. I can't imagine his mental that. health. This I is thought, this is this is what keeps him alive. 
Seeing 21 Pilots in concert is one of the best experiences you'll ever have. It's not like any other band. They don't just play it. They don't just play their music. They put on a performance. That's the best way I can describe it. Well, that and they connect with you on stage. That's true. They they connect with everybody in the crowd. Yeah, they don't. Doesn't matter where like... you are. In the last the last show I was at, if you were in the pit, then at one point Tyler would get in a giant hamster ball and run on top of the crowd's hands. So no matter what, you'd get face to face with Tyler at some point in the concert if you were there. Yeah. If you were in the stands, like at the, in the nosebleeds at the very top. During Hometown, there was a part where they would take the sheet. Hometown is the 11th track off of Blurry Face. Thank you, Ian. They would take the sheet and put it, place it over Tyler, and then the sheet would just drop. Like, he just disappeared. And then two seconds later, you look up, and in the nosebleed somewhere, he's just in the crowd with everybody else. Or in our case, or, well, yeah, in the case of when we first saw them at Merriweather, we, we saw them at Merriweather, Merriweather Post Pavilion during the Emotional Roadshow tour. And... That's all lawn seats. He came back up to the lawn. Yeah. Which was, was really just cool. Whoever's in the back, so let the back gets a chance to be right with him. Yeah. Um, yeah, with the pit, Tyler goes out on this... <laughs> uh, Josh goes out on this drum island, and he drums around the crowd while they hold him up. Mm -hmm. um, but Tyler also actually, like, talks to the crowd mm -hmm. and tells them what's going on in his life at that point. And they have a know? B stage where they just get right to the people that couldn't afford good seats and they mm -hmm. play right in front of them so that mm -hmm. everybody gets a good show. It's just, it's not something you see from other bands. And once a so show, Tyler climbs on something. Climbs up a high oh, thing. Oh yeah. What an idiot. He <laughs> always, oh do. god, he always climbs the rig somewhere during yeah. car radio and he always gets in trouble for it. But Car radio is the fifth it. song off of their album Vessel. Oh my god, you're painful. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the instrumentation behind Bandito because this is one of the darker, menacing things. 80s. Most, what? 80s. It's got some. Yeah. Synth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, it's got that. Oh yeah. All that synth, man. Yes, but sir. it's also really, really late. It's got. A, it's very, very. It's not ambient, but it's very atmospheric. It really sets a tone, and I think it's a little darker than a lot of other stuff. Like. You, do you know what I find this song to be? Go ahead. Very therapeutic. The song is very, awesome. like... It's not mellow because... I Well, maybe it is kind of mellow, but it's just like... Like, this is a song you could probably listen to if you were about to go to sleep or in any relaxing type of thing, and it wouldn't bother you Yeah. compared to the next track we're going to review, which might disturb your slumber just a little I bit. am so excited to talk about that. But yeah. also, there's one more lyric that we should discuss really? here in Bandito because during the... I believe it's this song. Isn't it? I don't know. I'm glad you did your research and wrote it down, though. I didn't. But he says, I created this world to feel some control. Oh, yeah. Destroy it if I want... Destroy it if I want so I sing Solo Felina. Then that's just wrong. What? That's not what he says. Apple Music sucks. <laughs> no. Pull up the so, actual lyrics. It, 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 no, it's... It, no, it's not falling on sorrow. It's not. That's what Apple Music has, but it's Salafalina, I swear. No. I forget what it's. I forget what it means, though. No. Because William looked it up. It's on YouTube. No. It is. Fake news. That's not true. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Ha! <laughs> oh, I did it! 
So why are you bringing this up if you don't know what it means? No, it's not the Sala Felina part. It's just that he created the world and he can destroy it if he wants. He's letting the audience know that this Dima and Trench, it is his construct. It's his to do with whatever he pleases. And I, th- I feel like also throughout this album, the metaphor for Trench is also a m- metaphor for him living and being on Earth. And that's why, well, we'll get to that at the end oh. as well. So Salofelina just means that you're happiest when you're creating something. Okay. That's what it means. It's a word I for, created this world from... to see, feel some control, destroy it if I want. So I sing Salofelina. It does make sense, doesn't it? Yeah, it does make sense. It's kind of depressing, though, that just the thought that if he wanted to, he could just... End it. Yeah. It's well, really... That's kind of scary. That is really scary. Yeah. I wonder, I, you know what? But you know what? Is he seems, you see, with Neon, the track Neon Gravestones, he seems more determined than ever. Just Buzz. Just you know what I really think, and what? it kind of terrifies me? What? I really think one day, Tyler's going to call it, and he's going to retire. I hope not. I really think that's going to happen. I think he's going to retire with his wife, and he's going to have kids and grandkids and all that, and he's going to be done, and he's going to stop. He seems like that type of guy. Mm-mm. I don't think he's... I know I know that's not <laughs> what he says, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think he's going to retire and be a happy family man. I really, really think so. From what, how he talks about creating, though, I don't think yes, he'll stop creating. But when there's something else that he has created of life... Oh, that's true. I think it might be a little, a little different than what was holding him know. together in high school. You know? Oh, that's true. Yeah. All right. That was. Do you have anything else That's to fucking, say? I'm sad now. That's what I have to say. All right. Well, you're depressed. Now. Ian's gonna take his meds for depression, and we'll yes. be right back <laughs> with track number twelve. song we're gonna let ian take it away and tell us everything about the song this is called pet cheetah and this is one of the biggest switches you'll hear on this album the first time i remember the first time you showed this to me you looked at me you gave me the look and the the little grin and you were like dude pet cheetah is all that i expected it to be it's fucking weird it's some weird shit and you know (laughs) tyler here knows i'm all about that weird shit right (laughs) Ah! This song is worth the entire album. I'm gonna put that out there. Should we talk about the meaning first, like we've done with most of the other tracks? Go for it. All All you, man. 
Well, I don't. I don't want you to stay quiet over there. No, talk about your song. Okay. This is your brainchild. You okay. figured it all out by yourself. I've listened to this song so many times that it's ridiculous. But essentially, what Pet Cheetah is about is his weaponizing of his creative process to attack his inner demons. That is basically what it is. Pet Cheetah is a metaphor for his creativity and how he puts himself into his writing process and he basically talks he gives it a character basically which is really cool that's really creative that's really really cool I thought I thought that tidbit was cool and I'm trying to think of other what else do you have from the lyrics is there anything else I'm missing <laughs> that's it no it's not that's not it that's all you had to say it's been a minute 40 seconds go ahead no, I oh have more. God. I have more to say about the instrumentation than anything else. But the meaning—that was it. What? It was his weapon. I, uh, okay. What else do you have? Go I thought you were gonna pick it apart, man. What? I thought you were gonna pick it apart. You know what? I'll pull up the lyrics. We can do it together. I mean, I Ian pretty much hit the nail on the head. That's that's what it is. Nail. Hit the hell on the nail on that one, man. That's that's what the song is about. Yeah. So the, the, star, the song starts out as I am on an island, no one to confide, eight days straight, eight hours each, and not one line, meaning that he, and he also says that he can feel pressure start to possess his mind, so he'll take this beat that he should delete to exercise. He's basically saying how he isolates himself during the island part. He's isolating himself from everyone else, right? And he'll work eight days straight or eight hours, and he still won't get anything. Eight, day, eight days straight, eight hours each, and not one line. That's just some really, really bad writer's block. What? Writer's yeah. block. Yeah, that's what it is. And then he can feel the pressure of creating these songs because he knows he has to release this album and that he's getting there. And he can feel the pressure. So he'll take this beat that he's made and he'll ex- that he says that he should delete it. So f- god-awful that he should delete it. And he'll exercise his uh, creative process and his writing abilities and stuff. Um, and then he talks about how he's got a pet cheetah down in his basement, and he's raised him and bathed him and named him Jason. Jason Statham. And he's trained him to make him these beats. Now his pet cheetah's quicker in the studio than on his feet. And this is just where the weaponizing thing comes into play. It's... This... Okay. I'm gonna talk about this song now, because I can't talk about these lyrics and not get excited just hearing this song in my head. Because it's the song starts off, it, it's a really crisp beat, right? These really crisp drums. They, what they are? They're so crisp. I agree. They're crisp. Crisp oh, yeah. as honey crisp. And so, it, oh god, this is one of the songs where there's not a whole lot of well, there's some eighties synths on the slower part of the chorus, but other than that, this is all just what the fuck just hit me. That is literally there is. I don't even know what I'd call this genre of music that he's trying to go for. It's not a it's, genre. <laughs> yeah, it's just there. But, uh, so it starts off with this booming beat and this really, really big, fat, menacing synth that goes over top of it. It's really, it's dark. It's awesome. It's a dark and song. That it is. It's very, very beat-based. But then it moves into the slower part of the chorus after he talks about exercising this beat that he should delete. And he talks about how he wants to stop time and sit there till he finds the problem. 
but he still can't do that because he doesn't have enough time on his hands. It's only he's only been gone for a year. What do you think about it? A year to write an album, like you can see how that'd be a time crunch. Yeah. Like. Seriously. You, yeah, you have to you have to put some thought into that bitch. Like <laughs> seriously. <laughs> it take me three years to write an album. Again, I, that's one of the reasons that Blurry Face is so damn impressive to me is that they they when they finished a concert at, during the Vessel tour, when they just when they finished one, they got back in their tour bus and Tyler started writing scribbling stuff down and then they recorded it with the instruments they had in their tour bus. That's insane. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's so insane. Yeah. Also, the whole... Can you imagine iso- how exhausted and dead they would have been yeah. after that? Like, that's just work. Yeah. Nonstop. And they created that's this true. insane, insane piece. And Blurry Face is very rough around the edges. It's not It's not perfect in any way, which Trench is just like everything is... Pristine. S- seamless. Everything just runs together so so perfectly. And it's kind of the difference you can tell from moving from Blurry Face to this, where Blurry Trish Face was... sounds more mature. Blurry Face was on the road, and it's Tyler just figuring things out. And it was, it was an idea that he didn't quite fully follow through with, and then Trench comes out, and it's... It's all Lawless, there. yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. The whole isolation part, too. The... Fuck off. Hey, Coldplay sent me a message, too. What did it say? Wait a minute. Priorities. Prioritizing. Prioritizing here. Because this is the band we're talking about. Yeah, Coldplay. If Coldplay was to release a new album, would we review it? Yeah. We could. I mean, pretty much everybody knows Coldplay, though. But still. If you listen on Anchor, leave us a comment down below and tell us if we should look at Coldplay or not. Hold on. My desk is so dusty. I haven't dusted it no, since it's just I got about it. No, it's just about their documentary. Oh, sick. Yeah. Dude, it comes out November 14th. Sick. And it's ex- exclusive on Prime Video. That's right after I'm, your birthday. I'm excited. That is right after my birthday, actually. But anyway, the whole part about being on an island also on this track and being in isolation is that the entire process of this album was done in one room. It was done in his studio, and it was just him. Tyler Joseph sat in a room and he sat there in the dark and he thought out ideas. He t- he said in the Beats One interview with what's his name Zane Lowe, is that his name? Um, that- That's a white guy. What the hell? <laughs> what? Never mind. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> what were you saying? I don't. Never mind. Um, I'm just saying was- that there aren't that many white people named Zane. It is a black dominated name. Continue. I mean, there's Zane from One Direction. He's pretty. He's not white. white. Are you joking? No. Okay. Never mind. He's a mixture of all sorts of stuff. Okay. (laughs) He's not. Yeah. We don't need to get into that. Jesus Christ. Best band ever. Okay. Uh. Um. Where even was I? I don't know. started talking about black-dominated names. You're talking Damn about it. in his interview with Zane Lowe. Yeah. Um, in his interview with Zane Lowe, he kind of talked about, Tyler Joseph kind of talked about how he would isolate himself. <laughs> What's that? I don't know. Keep talking about. Why do you stop? Because you're distracting me. Sorry. 
Oh my god. This is going to be the longest part of the podcast. He talked about how he would isolate himself in this room. And he would just... He wouldn't even write music. He'd just think about Trench. And he literally said that he could picture what the fucking weather was like in Trench. What? <laughs> how? How do you... I, like I, I, I have an over overactive imagination, but that's like that's some major like you have to think that out, man. That's insane. He isolated himself that much to the point where like I don't know if you ever I don't know how well you've seen The Dark Knight, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. this is an example of another artist doing this to perfect his craft. But Heath Heath Ledger, when he played the role of the Joker, he isolated himself in a room for a week. And he wouldn't let anyone see him. And in like a week, it was it was either a week or a month. And then he came out after that, and he had the whole character of the Joker, and he was the Joker. And people said that he was legitimately scary. Like, you could not tell it was Heath Ledger. Because Heath Ledger was a typically sweet guy, and then he came out as this dark character that wants nothing more than to see the world go down in flames. It's a little bit like that. It's like the art, it's Tyler Joseph isolating himself from other humans, um, completely isolating himself from the outside world so that it's just him. It is just him and his ideas on Trench. And that is so cool to me. But let's talk more about the instrumentation because I'm still not done. Um, after it gets into that slow chorus part, the no, I move slow, I want to stop time, it then starts to build. And oh boy, he starts rapping. This song will be crazy in concert. I'm excited. This is the lane boy of this album. Yeah, I'm excited. I am. This is going to be the drop. Josh gets is off. insane. The drop is insane. He starts rapping about his pet cheetah named Jason, and then his voice, is the, he puts a. I don't. I don't even know what effect that is. I'm not good with my effects. I don't know, but it makes it like really, really deep and a menacing. Growl. <laughs> yeah, a growl, and <laughs> that is the transition into the drop, which is insane. It's like synths and drums and atmospheric hits, and it, it just flies off in every single direction, and it like it. Oh, it, it pierces your ears, and it's like. Oh my god, it's invasive, but it's a good invasive. It's like it takes control of you. I like I don't even know how to explain this like to the proper extent because like this song is just you have to listen to the I can't put into the words. Just go listen to the song because the song is really good. This is track 12. It's called Pet Cheetah and it's one of the best things you'll hear all year. Guaranteed or your money back. No, I move slow. I wanna stop time. I'll sit here till I find the problem. No, I move slow. I wanna stop time. I'll sit here till I find the problem. Got a pet cheetah down in my basement I've raised him and bathed him and named him Jason Stayed them, I've trained him to make me these beats Now my pet cheetah's quicker and stupid than on his feet I'ma get mine and get going I'm showing my faces in desert in the places I'm going to towing I'll stay in my room My house is the one where the vultures are perched on the roof Get behind me, I bet this step into Sigma set will help us get 
Oz's were growing His dick means so much truth This booty can make him afraid of his music And be scared to death he could lose it No, I move slow I wanna stop time I'll sit here till I find the problem No, I move slow I wanna stop time I'll sit here till I find the problem Oh boy! Track number 13. We're tra we're reaching the end of our journey here. I'm actually kind of sad. I don't want it to end. I'm enjoying that. I know. I love I love this. This is album. such a good album. So good. Song song number 13 is called Legend. This is probably the most 80s inspired song on here. Yeah. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say that this is the most retro song on this album. Ukulele. Yes, there's a lot of uke on this. Okay. Can we go into the... I, I got the meaning of this down pretty well as well. So. Do it. Talk about it. Okay. Well, legend. Let's talk about uh, Tyler Joseph's uh, grandfather for a second. Because I believe it was his grandfather that was on the face of Vessel. Wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Okay. However, I'm not sure if that's the one that passed away or not. I'm fairly certain it, is? it was. Okay. Yeah, I'm fairly certain. Okay. But, um... Apparently, his grandfather was very, very ill um, leading up to this record. And um, in this song, he passed away right before the album dropped. And it's a very, very nostalgic song. Uh, it's very, very melancholy, the lyrics. It's a very, very upbeat song. It's deceivingly upbeat almost. But it, it gets in some dark territory because he talks about... Um, well, you know what? I'm going to say it's more reminiscent than everything because he's honoring his grandfather's memory here in the lyrics. You know, he calls him one of those classic ones in the legend. That's pretty awesome. That's a pretty awesome thing to call your grandpa. Mm -hmm. My grandpa's a legend, I'd say. It's pretty incredible how he writes songs like this and fits it into the environment of yeah. Trench. Yeah, that's, that's really cool. That's crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. To create the environment Trench on its own yeah. is crazy. But then to write about real life things, yeah, that's yeah, that's that's. But well this done. is some real life stuff, like real time stuff that he writes about. Because he, this is like the lyrics on this are some of the most personal things I've ever seen. It's like he he's talking directly to his grandfather. It's a, the first verse goes, "You were here when I wrote this, but the masters and mixes will take too long to finish to show you." I'm sorry I did not visit. I did not know how to take it when your eyes did not know me like I know you. That's sad as shit. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so sad. You, He didn't visit his grandfather before he passed away because he couldn't take how, like, growing up, his grandfather knew him, obviously. But then he developed, I guess, some sort of Alzheimer's, and he just, he didn't recognize, that's, that, I can't imagine what kind of... I hope to God I never have to do that. Like, that sucks. That sounds, like... That sounds horrible to me. But that's so personal, and I love that. That's so raw. Just that one verse is so, like... It's just... It's there, and it's up front. You know? But he's basically talking about how his he wished his niece had met his grandfather when he was in his prime kind of thing. If you get what I'm saying here. No, I get what you're saying, man. You have anything else to add to the meaning? At the 
when when he um when he says I wish wish she'd known you, do you think that's talking about Jenna? What? When it says I wish she'd known you, do you think that's talking about Jenna? No, I just no? said it was about his niece. Oh really? It is about his niece. It is not about Jenna, because okay. Jenna was there while his grandfather was still there. Okay. And I am strongly guessing that she met his grandpa before he, that before she married him. Okay. I'm guessing his grandfather was at his wedding. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That's why I was asking you what you thought. I don't know. But, uh, like, looking at how close he probably was to this guy, he probably... I'm kind of just going out on a limb here and saying that. But, again, this is one of the most retro songs for you on this album. The instrumentation is super-duper catchy. It's really nice. It's really grand, just to, like just about everything else on this album. They bring the uke back. It's super nostalgic. It's a good track. It's good. Like just about everything else on this album. No, like everything else on this album, not even just about. That was track number 13. That was Legend and it's good. Go listen. the end here this is track number 14 oh. leave the city and it's a beautiful song ian was it just saying gorgeous saying that it makes him cry every time he listens to almost it. i don't cry i'm a man i don't cry men don't cry he cries every time <laughs> i cry myself to sleep every night who am i kidding anyway this is an extremely appropriate end for an incredible album I don't care what anybody else has to say about it. It's just, it's the perfect end. It, it really is. It's not like Blurry Face, though, how at the end he defeats... It's, I mean, it's not like um, the song Goner from Blurry Face, where at the end Tyler defeats Blurry Face. This song is left up to the listener to interpret. I thought it was... I didn't even... I thought it wasn't defeat. I thought no. he was just fighting with him. I don't... I think... I th Well, no... You can't Wrong say album. he's defeated. Wrong album. Huh? Wrong album. We're not talking about Gone. <laughs> I know, but it's appropriate to uh, kind of weigh the two, I guess. So this song is about him getting out of Dima, of course. It's what a lot of the album is about, but this song is just about him him getting out. No, this is not about him getting out. Oh, it's, it is. No. Tell me what it's about then. This is about him staying where he is. Tell me. Explain Isn't me. it? Tell me. I want to hear it. See, look. In the refrain that they have, he says, In time, I will leave the city, the city of Dima. But he says, For now, I will stay alive. But that, that has nothing to do with 
No. That doesn't yes. mean... No. 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 Yes. He's saying that right now he's just trying to stay alive. He does, He's not trying to escape. He's just trying not to die. That's all he's saying there. You're, look, you're overthinking this. Am I? Yes. Okay. Well, then educate me. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, I swear to God, it's about... I, I think that this song is really just about... He kind of brings in real-life things into Trench once again, and he's saying that, you know, they went from this tiny band in Columbus, Ohio, and then two years later, they're one of the biggest bands in the world. And um, it's really, really incredible what they have going, their fan base, and, I mean, these guys must be raking in more money than they know what to do with. It's just... It's a really big change. He says towards the end... Um, last year I needed change of pace couldn't take the pace of change and he's just he's kind of he almost doesn't know what to do with himself and that that shows and he's you know he's stuck within within Dima within his own mind and you know he's he's trying to stay alive and as Ian just just blurted out without any <laughs> thought it's not it's not about him saying he's just gonna stay where he is. That's not he just right now he's just trying to stay alive. That's that's what just what it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying that that's permanent. You know, but he does say that in time, meaning not right now, I will leave the city. But for now I will just fight to stay alive. Yeah. And he also says um, this year, this song gives me, I'm just thinking about the song right now and it's giving me fucking chills. But he says, in this year, although I'm far from home, and Trench, I'm not alone. These faces facing me, me, they know what I mean. And, oh God. He's talking about his fans, man. Yeah, this song's just, it's almost... No, he's talking about everyone. I know. This song life. is kind of hard to, to talk about, though, because it's like, it's really sad. This is, this is, this is it. This is the end of Trench. What we've waited for for two years. Three. Three years. And it's here and it's, it's gone. Not that it's... it's no, it's, it's not still, gone. It's, it's here. It's still here, I'm but it's just... This is the biggest album I want more. For me. I yeah. want more. It's hard. I do. It's sad. This song is a gorgeous ambient atmospheric piano ballad well I guess it's not so much ambient but it's atmospheric it really sets a tone it really gives you the feeling of everything coming to an end it's gorgeous it's slow his vocals sound they sound tortured he sounds like he is in legitimate pain while he's saying this like he does he's been through a he lot he sounds tired you know? Mm-hmm. He just sounds overwhelmed. And he sounds so exhausted. But hey, can, it, it, you, can you pull up the first lyrics yeah. at the very beginning? Thanks. <sighs> this song just gets me in the feels every time. I'm tired. I'm tending to this fire. I've used up all I've collected. I have singed my hands. I think I might have figured it out. Really? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm tired of tending to this fire. What's the probably, fire, though? Probably means... the. I think the fire might just represent the album. What he's created. I've used up all I've collected. He's used up everything that he had in his head. All of his thoughts. All of his... 
That would all of his ideas. Because he talks about how he learns to fire breathe in seventh I, grade back in Levitate. That would make sense. Yeah. That he's tired of tending to the fire of Trench. Like he's been writing this since he was in seventh grade. He's learned to songwrite, but he's tired. Ah! Yes! We've done it! That's exciting. I don't know why that excites me so much. I peeked the microphone, but it's all good. We figured it out. I'm so excited. This song is so good, though. It is a solid piano ballad. It is a solid ending to a solid story. And I really hope they go move forward with it. I really hope they just don't ditch it here. I really, really hope that they give us more to the story because I want more. Man, they gave us Blurry Face and they introduced this character of Nico and Blurry Face or Tyler's alter ego. Whatever you want shit. Whatever you want to call him. But we've gotten all the way to here. The lore has brought us here. And like this is a big deal for people who've stuck around this long. This is insane. I think that this song needs less explaining and it just needs you to go listen to it. Yeah. So we're gonna let you. It's an appropriate we're ending to an appropriate, appropriately amazing album, and God, am I happy! That was number fourteen. Leave the city. Well, Beautiful closer. Welcome to trench. <laughs> welcome to trench. We've reached the end. Trench. This is it. Trench. 21 Pilots. Oh, boy. It's really an incredible album, and yeah. it's not something you can fully appreciate if you don't... Go and listen. Not just, well, For yourself. Yeah, no... <laughs> but if you don't... If you don't... Um, if you don't dissect it, and you just take it for what it is, then you're not going to appreciate this as much as we do. When you You're look, still going to appreciate it, because it's some good-ass material. If you're just it's listening really to good. it for sound, yeah, sounds good. But God, you got to listen to it more than that because it it signifies and it means so much more than so I the more than any any other music I can think of. The more that you listen to the album, the more that you'll find in it. Yeah, the more that you dig. Right. Because I am I guarantee that there is stuff that we've looked over and we've missed throughout this album, especially on the deeper songs that get really really deep into the lyrics, such as morph. 
and stuff like that. And we maybe, we maybe just grazed over Morph. We could yeah. talk about Morph for a half hour. Yeah. That song's so like intricate in all the meanings. Yeah. Bef- like we said before, we could talk about that song for a whole podcast. Yeah. Might very well do that. Why not? So Special special edition of the podcast. Trench is the fifth album by 21 Pilots. Yeah, we've got all the albums sitting right here. We've got... Let's look over the discography, shall we? We've got the... Where's the first one? It's not here. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> um, so we've got... Okay, Tyler has... Tyler here is a hoarder. Yeah. And he, okay, he's a collector. That was a little harsh. But he has some CDs that don't technically exist. Um, what? Like, exist? They're, like... They only made so many of them. Yeah, but they, they're, they're they still like... still exist. Yeah, I know. They, okay, but I'm trying to set the tone here. <laughs> okay. that they're, they're really hard to get! And you spent an unreasonable amount of money on them. Yep. <laughs> but here we have the first one, and it's self the self-titled album for 21 Pilots. Um, and I think we've dis- discussed this. It kind of is reminiscent of the very first album. Yeah, I'd agree. And honestly, that's my second favorite record by 21 Pilots, but Tyler strongly disagrees with that. Can I just say something okay. that I thought was really interesting and I forgot what? to bring up, but I wanted to bring up at the end? There is no Christ figure in this album. What do you mean? There's no... There's no good character that saves Tyler which is what I was expecting in what in Trench yes there's no Christ figure which I really was expecting you know like in Narnia there's the lion there's Aslan or whatever his name is and he's, yeah but he just has good. himself and no but but the whole time referring to God and all of this you would have even thought that God was the Christ figure but it's not he doesn't bring up a Christ figure I know but you know what I think that's appropriate I guess Sometimes I was only I was surprised, but yourself. but the thought of that makes this even darker. It, that it does. That yeah. it does. So anyway, Twenty Pilots self-titled, and then we have Regional of Best, which doesn't exist on iTunes. It doesn't exist on any streaming service, but you have it anyway. This like it is basically illegal to have on your iPhone. Then we have Vessel, which was their first major label debut with Fueled by Ramen. Um, and you have the signed version, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm jealous. And then we have the Blurry Face album, also signed, Screw Off. <laughs> um, oh, God, and we're here now. Yeah. Here we have Trench. It's sad, and now we got to see what comes next. F- I just four realized, years from I'm looking now. all these, I guess these are all click symbols. These are definitely all click symbols. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I just want to say that, that the... Uh, that the uh, the vulture on the front of trench was stock footage. <laughs> what? The the trench the the vulture is just stock footage. It's just a it picture. Is? Yeah, it's just a picture that they looked up and then it was like, yeah, it looks good. <laughs> and it's everywhere now. It's Seriously? insane. Seriously? Yeah. That's awesome. That's twenty one pilots for you though. You know yeah. what? Yeah. And what would you rate this album? A A to F grade. A plus. A plus. Fucking A plus nine or uh, what would you rate on this this album on a scale of one to ten? I can't. You can't because I can't give it a ten. Because I want to give it a ten. Jesus Christ did not create an album, but it's it's up there. It's, this is the best album we reviewed so far. Oh yeah, it's a nine point eight for me. It's like oh, it's God. A, nine point nine. As <laughs> close to ten as you can. Yeah. It's incredible. I I think this is Twenty One Pilots' best album by far. There were very, very few things that they could have done better, 
it's just it is blurry, and it's, blurry and it's faces amazing. blurry faces my favorite album by then but could change could change yes ah! could change oh. who knows anyway I think trench Trent, I think it is appropriate for a band who's been around this long. They've deserved an album like this. Like, this is like... And they deserve all of the good reviews in the world for this. This is a work of art and a half. It I just think, is. I think this album's for... Well, it's for Tyler, but it's also... It's for the fans. It's not for the radio. It's not for mainstream. No, because I remember at the he showed me the AMA awards thing and none of the celebrities there knew the words. Oh worst god, nobody, nobody. the crowd, nobody in the no. crowd had a clue what it was. No, because it's not played on popular radio. It's for the fans, and that's pretty awesome. I think so. that's yeah. There's I don't think there's anything there there's more stuff that's reminiscent about this album than there is anything trendy. Um which is awesome. Everything from the production to the lyrics to all of the song choices and the song structures that Tyler Joseph uses and all the switches, the way that he forms the album. This is one of the best concept albums I've ever heard in my life. I can say that straight up. It is the best concept concept album I've heard. So it is better than Blurry Face. I didn't say it was a better album. I said, I said it, was it was a better, better concept, concept album. album. It is. Blurry Face makes an appearance on, like, the character makes its yeah. appearance on the album several times. And on Trench, he's in Trench the whole time. Yeah. The whole album is Trench. That's just awesome. Yeah. That's awesome to me. We hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you yes. if you do like, then definitely subscribe to us on whatever platform you're listening. We're now on, like, 15 different flat platforms, which is Spotify, insane. Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, uh, which other ones? Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts. Castbox, there's like, there's so many of them. We're on, we're on all Porn of them. Pornhub, absolutely. So go ahead and give us, give us a rating or whatever. Follow us on Instagram at Sound. Go Audits. follow Twenty One Pilots right now and go listen to this album. I know that there are some people that have mixed for, mixed feelings about Twenty One Pilots because they think they're an edgy teenager band and they can go die in a hole for all they care. But you know what, Twenty One Pilots, this is art. This album is art, and you should listen to it. Because it's really good. Even if you haven't been a long time fan, you know what? Go listen to it because it'll make you one. Anyway, thank you for listening. And thank you for listening. We'll be back us. next Friday night. Yes. Bye, everyone. Thank you very much.
last year I needed change of pace Couldn't take the pace of change Moving hastily But this year Though I'm far from home Entrenched I'm not alone These faces facing me They know